There are so many ways to save at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. And now save even more with over 5,000 lower prices on the things you buy most. Save big on bananas. Right now they're just 49 cents a pound. 32 packs of refreshed water, 16.9 ounce bottles are only $2.99 plus CRV. And selected varieties of 30 pack Coors, Budweiser, Miller or Tecate 12 ounce cans are just $18.99 plus CRV with your club card. Safeway, come in and explore. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway, sitting across the desk from me in a festive jumper is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. I don't know what's festive about my white t-shirt, but <laughs> thanks anyway. Just pull the curtain You're supposed back. to play along. Exactly. Sorry, sorry guys. I'm Jesus. wearing a Dallas Cowboys... Uh, knitted sweater. Knitted sweater. Oh, I wasn't supposed to mention the Dallas Cowboys today, Rich. You're not. Today, we'll get into the newsroom. We'll take a look at the Pro Bowl rosters and a couple of snubs that are in there as well. We'll get over to Chris's betting corner and, of course, we'll take a look at the big games for next week. It is our 29th podcast. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Let's get over to the newsroom. You're a Grinch, J.A. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. The Washington professional football team blew the doors off the Philly Eagles to take the NFC East 38-24, and that score makes it closer than it really was. Oh, absolutely. They annihilated the Eagles. Jordan Reed had an outstanding first quarter. He had 100 yards and two touchdowns by quarter time. He just took them apart. And Kirk Cousins... You like that? You like that? (laughs) We did like it. He played really well again, and this was away against the Eagles, but the Eagles are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I'm super excited. Why don't they give the ball to DeMarco Murray more, Richie? I I truly don't understand. Uh, My only thought, obviously, none of us have any idea what's happening behind the scenes with that stuff, but... They're out on him totally. I reckon he's going to try and trade that contract because that's what they do. If you don't get on with... With Chip and with Philly's thing, that's pretty See you later. Is it because Chip's a racist? No, it's not. You don't think LaShawn McCoy's right? No, I don't. Okay, fair enough. Look, DeMarco Murray had five carries for 27 yards and a touchdown and three receptions for 24 yards. He certainly, when he was on the field, played really well and much better than the other running backs. So, I, And he's a good pass protector as well, so that's not a problem. I, I don't work it out, but let's get on to the Redskins. They've clinched the division now. There will not be a division winner with a losing record this season. That's sad. I know. It is sad. I thought it was going to happen for sure this year. No, it's not. So, look, I just I can't say enough about him. I'm really impressed, and I'm really happy for Kirk Cousins. I think he deserves it. Um, if I could pick anyone other than the Cowboys, obviously, to win the division, it would have been the Redskins because they were the underdog, and I like that. Yeah, look, they they've shown they can, well, I guess, be okay when the moment's big. Yeah. The... the, the Division was there for everyone to take it, and they're really the only ones who put their hand up and said, yeah, right, if we have to, we will. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? They did it when it mattered, and, that, and that's, that's the only thing that does matter at the end of the day. Let's move on to the mighty, undefeated Carolina Panthers going in to Atlanta and losing. And not only did they lose, Cam Newton said they kicked our ass. That was his quote. And they did. The score should have been worse. 
Um, the Falcons left well, two touchdowns on the board. Well, they left. Well, if nothing else, they left field goals out there too. Yeah, they. You know, Matt Ryan played reasonably well, three hundred yards a touchdown. It's probably his best game for the year. Yeah. Really, when you have a proper look at it, probably against was. a good defense. But Julio Jones is what it's all about. When he has huge games, they tend to win. But now you've got to ask some questions. Josh Norman, I, he gets towed up by Julio Jones. Yeah, lit up. Last week. And he was on him all game. All game. And last week, he should have been lit up by Odell Beckham, but he dropped a 60-yard touchdown. He catches that ball. He ends up with 150 yards and two touchdowns. He's not as good as what they make out. This is what I'm saying. And the Panthers' defense has some holes, which is scary. They missed Jonathan Stewart on the running game. They had no passing game today. Ted Ginn went out. Ted Ginn, is, he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks. He did come back in, but didn't look himself. That's huge. Greg Olsen has been shut down the last few weeks. I think there's trouble there. However, I don't think this loss is that big a deal for them. No. They'll win next week against the crappy Bucks. Yes, and they will. They'll go into the playoffs 15-1. and one. Without the pressure of being undefeated, in my opinion. Yep, and they'll be at home for all those games. The only way that they can't have home field throughout is if they lose, is next, if week. They lose next week. But they also need the Cardinals to win as well. Yes, so who two, are playing Seattle. So that's yeah, a tough so game. two things have to happen there. Um, look, Panther fans, relax. It's not a big deal. I'm sure you're probably saying it's not a big deal. But it was it's, interesting seeing them you know, not jumping around and taking selfies and... Um, Interesting. Yeah, all it was that refreshing. sort of stuff. Yeah, it was actually quite enjoyable seeing them just sit there eating some humble pie. Look, I actually think it'll strengthen the Panthers. It's it's the loss they needed. They were a bit full themselves. So, I mean, like this will dial back their expectations a little bit. I don't think the coaching staff were particularly concerned um, that they lost. But you know, the only thing I'm disappointed in is we won't get that history of a. That's the thing. It's, it's disappointing in the terms of the season. It would have been great to see that, and it would have been such. At the start of this season, we didn't even have Carolina making the playoffs. Well, I didn't. No, I didn't. I think you did. But no, no, you didn't. Either way, we didn't even have them in the playoffs. They lost Calvin Benjamin early in the preseason, and they've rallied, and they're fourteen and one. As Cam Newton said, I think they'll take that. They're going to go into the playoffs. I said they don't have the pressure now. I think for the team aspect, it's good they lost. In terms of entertainment and history, it's not good because no one will ever remember the 8-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons. But everyone would have remembered the 6-0 Carolina Panthers. Absolutely. Moving on to the next game. In what was another surprising game, the just absolutely defeated Baltimore Ravens with no players left. For mine, shock the Steelers 2017 to get a win and just puts the Steelers in all sorts of dramas now for the playoffs. Ryan Mallett won the game for the Ravens. Yeah, let's not forget where he was. He was on hard knocks for the Texans. Yes. At the start of the year. He got cut because he cracked the silks and didn't. He was late for a flight. Had to take commercial. And you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Ravens are the third worst pass defense in the NFL going into this game. They held Ben Roethlisberger to 215 yards, and they picked him off twice. The Steelers did not come ready to play. They choked this game. There is no reason they should have lost this. They have now been swept by the Ravens this season. That's insane. The Ravens. And remember, they lost the first game against them because of missed field goals when they had the kicker problem that Mike Tomlin, and people can blame the kicker as much as they want. He'd missed plenty of times before that. Mike Tomlin should have bit the bullet and got rid of him, and he didn't. So it's, it's his fault. It's a coaching fault. Antonio Brown, 7 for 61 yards. Had a long of 27. So you take that away, 6 for 40 yards. He's done yeah. hardly anything. Couldn't get open. D'Angelo Williams ran the ball really well. 
but it just wasn't enough. They just couldn't score in the red zone. Turnovers killed them. The Ravens did not have a turnover. Well, as, as I was saying to you earlier, um, I'm just shocked that yeah, someone like Harbour should just about be coach of the year. The fact he can get this Ravens team up to keep competing every week when they're missing so many pieces, to me, is an incredible effort. Absolutely, and he's a good football coach, and his job is not in jeopardy. They could have not won a game this year, and he would be fine. Yeah, they get Flacco back next year. They'll probably get it. They'll get a top ten pick in the draft. Um, maybe add a talented running back to that roster. Maybe bring back Punchy Ray Rice. No, I don't think you'll see Ray Rice back in the <laughs> NFL. He's now even older since being suspended. Exactly. Look, they've got no receivers. Kuma Aiken was their biggest receiver with eight for sixty-six. They have nothing left. Good on them, though. Division games. We discuss them every week. Division games, you never know what's going to happen. And that's the fun part. Now, speaking of good wins, Kansas City Chiefs go in. Sorry. Everyone hasn't realized my voice is a little bit off today. It's been a big Christmas, so you have to bear with me. Kansas City Chiefs go in and beat the Fighting Browns to secure a wildcard spot. Pretty pretty big deal for them. Absolutely. But as you mentioned, I think last week or maybe on air, I lost track. We've talked so much football in the last couple of weeks. The Chiefs haven't been particularly convincing in the last no. few weeks, and they were not today. Alex Smith, I know he threw the two touchdowns, but he was almost outplayed by Manziel on the weekend. He only had 125 yards passing. The top receiver was Jeremy Macklin with 50-odd yards and a touchdown, and their rushing Nothing wasn't special. particularly impressive either. No, and what's starting to you're starting to notice is I'm not sure if Justin Houston will actually be back for the Chiefs this year. Their defense is really good, but you miss that caliber football player. It's going to come back to bite you. Um, they certainly miss Jamal Charles at times. I know they've got a bit out of their running game, but can we just talk, Johnny? Yeah. 100 yards rushing. He played so well again. he The Browns fans should be wrapped in what they're seeing in him and also a little bit pissed off that they haven't been seeing it all year. Yeah, and look, they he was he threw his helmet at the end of the game when they couldn't get up and spike it for I, another play. I liked that. Yeah, he cares. He wanted he to win that like he game. Cares. He gives a crap. Like, and that's something you can't just teach that to someone. There are plenty of guys who don't give a crap whether you win, lose, or draw. They're there to get their paycheck. Yeah, very he true. He genuinely cares. He has played Seattle last week where he was impressive. He certainly didn't look out of it. He has no one to throw to, mind you. Let's remember that. He then played the Chiefs, who are another really good defense, and he didn't look out of his depths again. Like His best receiver is Gary Barnage. Yeah, exactly. We didn't even know who that guy was at the start of the season. Around the, around the NFL boys think he's a, an English guy. He's actually not. <laughs> he's from Ohio. So, so it's fantastic. I love Johnny Football. Me too. And look, good luck to him in the future. I hope, the, I hope for the sake of the Browns in the city they can turn it around. They ran the ball well again today, which shows the O-line's good. Kansas City clinched the division, which is it's huge. Sorry, clinched the wild card spot, yeah, which is say, huge yeah. for them. Moving on, the Colts managed to stay alive with a close win over Miami, 18-12, to um, which had a very strange last play there. They gave up on him. Yeah. Are you telling me... So, Richie, you've played a lot of football. And I so have. I am a center. If anyone who doesn't know, I play center. The center snapped the ball, and no one reacted. And the center got driven back like he wasn't even trying to block. I don't like saying stuff like this, but either the O-line thought, I don't like Ryan Tannehill, or the coach said, we're not winning this game. We, we want a draft pick. 
Because even if you don't know when the ball snapped, you react to the defensive lineman in front of you. Yeah, because he comes and hits you in the face. They let they stood out of the way of them. Three-man rush, all three of them just came straight through the line and sacked Tannehill before he could even get to his second step. It was bizarre. It was, and there's something odd about it. That doesn't happen. It, it looked really weird. Like, it didn't look right. Looked like the O line just said like we're not blocking. A little deliberate about it, exactly. And I don't know whether it's a coaching thing because I can't imagine Dan Campbell doing that because him winning that game only helps him next year. No, he's not getting. That. I told you when he got hired, yeah. he wasn't getting that job. <clears throat> yeah, of course he's, he's not, not getting, getting anyone's it. job. He's a tight end coach. Yes, but him winning is not going to hurt him. So I don't know why he'd want to lose that game. It's not like it's the coach that's going to be there next year. Yeah. So I don't know. It just looked very bizarre. Was hey j- just just on another point because this game was pretty ordinary. It was crap. Did you enjoy Landry's catch? Oh, what a screamer! <laughs> How good are these two LSU receivers? Yeah, they're pretty good. Landry and Beckham. Landry's making some catches up there with Odell Beckham. Another really good receiver from a great receiver draft. Like you think you got Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Landry. <laughs> yeah, that more. class is loaded. Jordan Matthews down is in, in that Philly is one. playing really well. It's it's such a good receiver draft. Uh, the, the story for. <laughs> Matt Hasselbeck, he needs to stop. Oh. He needs to retire. Frank Gore nearly had more rushing yards than Hasselbeck had passing yards. Like, yeah, it was so close. He's, he is not up to it. I can't believe they won this game. Bit of a he, Gore sighting, though. He actually he looked okay. Don't, Matt, pull, don't pull that face for those who can't see he's, The inconvenient truth is not so... He, he, actually, he's, he is yeah, inconvenient. He's inconvenient. <laughs> he's just <laughs> not getting the job done. Look, I love Frank Gore. Don't get me wrong. And if he was the second back in this system, you know, uh, a a short yardage back, a complimentary back. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That'd be great. All right, look, let's turn our attention to an upset of sorts where the Jets rolled the Patriots 26-20 in OT. Game of the week. To take control of that sixth seed now, they now have their destiny Completely in their hands. They can control it. They're going to beat Buffalo next week to lock it up because with Pittsburgh dropping that terrible game to the Ravens, they're now a game ahead. Yep. They win next week, they are in, which is good. H- holding your destiny in your own hands is a, a relieving thing. Let's talk about Fitzpatrick. I know I've mentioned him a few times in the last couple of weeks. He's just short of 300 yards and three touchdowns. Let's remember, he wasn't even the starter. Geno Smith had to get punched in the jaw to get Fitzpatrick as the starter. And he said, ha-ha, you're never getting it back. Yeah, he's played outstanding this season. And They're ten and five, the Jets. It's <laughs> they've had such a good year and such a surprising year. Now, I will say one thing: they gave them the pieces to be successful this year. They get Brandon Marshall in, yep. a top five receiver, easily. He has had such a good season, a great year. Then Eric Decker, obviously a good receiver like Eric Decker is going to get going. They have Chris Ivory, who's played really well. They added some pieces to the O-line. They picked up Terrell Rivas. They picked up Antonio Cromartie. They re-signed defensive players. They drafted Leonard Williams in the number five pick. They gave them a lot to succeed with, and it's worked. It's been really good. That defense is a really good defense, and this was a really good game. Patriots sucked in. Sucked in, Patriots. This was beautiful. <laughs> it was so beautiful to watch. We can, we'll, touch, um, we'll touch quickly on the... Overtime decision. We're going to kick the ball. We're going to kick it. Now, I better not hear any Patriots people say they were tricked into saying that because that's ridiculous. Your head coach, Belichick, has come out. He's defended his player and good on him. Yep, that's something I love about Belichick. Whether he told him to or not tell him to, it now doesn't matter. 
because he's gone in, he's gone and into he's taken ownership of it. And that's exactly the right. Thing. And none of us will ever know if that's true or not. But the way he carried himself on the sideline when it happened, he acted as if that, yep, that's what we decided. And that's why he's the best coach in the NFL. He because is. somebody who was not so secure of their job would have thrown that guy under the bus. Yep, absolutely. If Philbin was still around, he would have thrown him under. Oh, yeah. We know sure. Jay Gruden would have. Yep. Because he's a punk. And he should have been fired. He cost Richie a bet. He did. So, look, at the end of the day, you gave me a great stat earlier, and I'm giving you the credit for this, although Thanks, I'm going to say it. They've only had one player on offense start every game this year, and that's Tom Brady. Yeah, that's incredible. And they lost another tackle this week, yeah. who was probably going to miss weeks. They're just losing players. There's been something like crazy. eight offensive linemen play, eight or nine offensive linemen play for that team this year, and that is the that is the number one spot where you need continuity. Can I ask you if Tom Brady isn't on this team, how Ooh, many games have they won? That's such a good question. I reckon four. Who's the quarterback? Just, Gen- just give me Smith. one. Oh, yeah, four max. Or Matt Cassell, your backup. What's their backup's name? The gorgeous-looking Italian bloke. Oh, um, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. <laughs> Garoppolo is playing. And you know what? I'm a very straight man, but he's a, Chris liked he's that one a too. handsome devil, he's that loving. Jimmy Garoppolo. He, um, uh, all right. If it was Garoppolo the whole season, yep. I'll give you six wins because they've got such a good coach. Six wins. Yeah, they could probably win Half. six wins on that defense alone. Yeah. As I said, what I love seeing is the Pro Bowler and Super Bowl hero Malcolm Butler, who has shut down every receiver he's played against this year, but really hasn't, if you look at the stats, getting beaten by Eric Decker for the touchdown. That made me happy because he's not he shouldn't be a pro bowler. He shouldn't even be talked about as a top ten corner. But he is because he's a Patriot. Yep. Look, staying in the AFC, Houston route the Titans thirty four to six as they're looking towards their AFC South crown. All they gotta do is win next week now, they've got to beat the Jaguars next week. Who <laughs> Have given up. They kind of took it to the Saints, though. They flew, threw it all over the place. Yeah, but they were so far behind. They were. They give up 21 points to start the game. Is it? We both really like the Jaguars. Let's just put things into perspective. Houston put 34 points on with Brandon Whedon. 200 yards and two touchdowns for Whedon. So, and, what, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, but also let's not forget, he was against Mettenberger. But... And they're playing the Titans, yes, I get all that. But the Cowboys play the New Orleans Saints with Brandon Whedon, who are the worst defense in the NFL. Historically bad. Historically bad, and they couldn't do anything against them. So I don't know whether he's pulled his finger out because he needs his career to keep going. Maybe the Cowboys just aren't that good. How dare you? (laughs) Richie, if we went on air right now, I'd kill you for that. (laughs) No, with all due respect, though, it was a good win. I'm going to give respect to Brandon Whedon. I said, and I like this. I like the. I'm not angry that Brandon Whedon's gone and won. I said, I, I thought the Cowboys should have gone back to him after they saw how bad Cassell was. And now they're stuck with Callan Moore. So go figure. Maybe they should have thought about it a bit more. But that's great for them. Yep. De- De- oh, dear me. Start again. DeAndre Hopkins continues his outstanding season. He, I said, we, we discuss him all the time. We love him. He's a great player. That touchdown catch he caught. Where the, the guy was in perfect position. He is just too good an athlete. He caught that eight foot in the air. Outstanding player. And JJ Watt, and we discussed on air just, just before, if anyone was listening, to David Clowney. He is He's arriving. up and going. He only had the one tackle, which actually surprises me. He was all over it. They could not run that edge. Now, the Titans can't run at the best of times, but they couldn't go after him. He's a really good football player. The thing I hope... Get through the next game, 
without any nicks. Yep, play play. He'll playoffs. get a, an entire off season free from injury. He can have a proper preseason and come in. He could be anything next year. It's number with one. Him staying pick. healthy. I said, and I just like. I'm happy for the Texans, and I'm not sure where we discussed this, but I they drafted Mario Williams ten years ago instead of taking Reggie Bush, and it worked out for them because they took the best player. They made the right call, even though it wasn't the popular the, the call. popular call or the fancy pick. And then this year they did it again, taking there were so many guys they could have taken, but sorry last year, but they took the best player in the draft. Very smart. Now, they probably should have taken Derek Carr in the second round and swallowed their pride on having David Carr before, which was the big... I don't know why it was a big deal, but they'll work out a quarterback next year, hopefully. Hopefully get Brian Hoyer back for the playoffs. With that defense, they could do anything. Certainly could. Moving over, I'm going to declare it our Arizona Cardinals, 38, smash the Green Bay Packers, 8. This was, once again, it should have been a bigger scoreline than it actually looked... The Cardinals were all over the Packers. Eight sacks. The one thing we said last week the Cardinals don't have much of is a pass rush, and they finished with eight sacks. Oh, they sacks. do. They have a pass rush now. Dwight Freeney, can we just say, signing a guy like that, coming to the meaty end of the season, he wants a Super Bowl. He didn't sign with anyone. There was six or seven teams that offered him, mm. including Cleveland Browns, Tennessee Titans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. He said, no, 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 I want to contend. Yep. He's held off. He's come in. They've rested him. Everyone said, oh, what a dumb signing. He wasn't playing much. Now he's playing a lot. He could be a real difference maker. What do you have, two? Two sacks. Three, yeah, two. I can, I'll check that right now just to make 100% sure. Yeah, he, he was very, three very Three sacks. It was three. I thought it was. Calais Campbell had two and a half. It's opened up Calais Campbell with one-on-ones. It's outstanding. They're so deep. Yeah. And you would have had no idea that they were missing the Honey Badger. It, it was Well, they got Rashad Johnson back. From injury, who they didn't have last week. Yep. And he, they brought Gerard Powers in, who scored a defensive touchdown, which was great, to take his spot, who's a really good football player. He's probably the best four-string corner in the NFL. Now he's a third string, and then Rashad Johnson came back to play that safety role. So they managed to fill his role with two players. If that Does that make sense? Not really, but I know what you mean. Well, they filled the stuff he does in the slot with Powers, and they filled the stuff he does at safety with Johnson. Yep. They, did, they did a good job. Now, you can't replace a guy like Matthew, but... They didn't look like they really cared. And Carson Palmer for MVP. Yeah, he's really pushing for I actually think his MVP If they win next week, they should get it. And it's all about what have you done for me lately? And Cam having the loss and didn't look that flash and Palmer just kept on being Palmer. It's going to make a difference. Now, the Rams had a huge win over Seattle, 23-17. And now Seattle's, you know, who we thought were pretty much the lock for that five seed. They could end up in the sixth seed. Which you don't want. You don't want the six seed. Although going and playing Green Bay right now isn't that it's big not a the deal worst either. Thing, but... but you want to play Washington. Yeah, of course you do. So look, I watched this game from start to finish. Seahawks didn't come to play. They gave them an early lead, which is what Jeff Fisher loves getting an early lead, and he can just run the ball. Todd Gurley, did you see him leap over Earl it's, Thomas? I think And then fumble. <clears throat> but he leaped yeah. over him first. That's I all think, that matters. I think Todd Gurley is gonna be a Pretty good back for a pretty long time. He's a good football player. Now, yeah. can I just give some love to the the left guard, Reynolds? On one drive where Gurley leaped the guy, they scored the touchdown to go up by 10 points. That was basically the game. Gurley fumbled twice. Both times, Reynolds recovered the fumble. Yeah. And Head both times, play. it was about 15 yards downfield. So it wasn't like it just happened next to him. He was hustling, and he gave them that win. 
that is the kind of thing you'd love to see with an offensive lineman. A bit of effort. It was great. In, as, in terms of the Rams, this will just keep Jeff Fisher's job. They'll probably beat whoever they're going to play next week. They'll get their eight wins for the season like they always do. Jeff Fisher will hang around and will repeat next season. That's basically it. Um, Seattle, though, they really dropped the ball. St. Louis haven't beaten them in Seattle for eight or nine years. Yeah, something crazy like that. And now Seattle are playing um, the Cardinals in the last game of the year where they've both got something to play for. So it should be a great game. Well, yeah, if, if Seattle if sorry, if uh, Seattle had won, they would have been playing for the division, which is disappointing for them. So they can't win the division now, but they'll want to get the fifth seed. And Cardinals, who potentially can take the top seed and have home field for the whole playoffs, yep. they'll want that. Last game we're going to touch on, Minnesota Vikings, 49, blow the doors off the New York Giants. One point short of a 50-burger, so disappointing. But the most disappointing thing was the New York Giants, who just did not turn up. They gave up. Eli Manning was terrible. Look, I really like Jason Pierre-Paul, and he was getting off blocks, but he's so ineffective tackling because of his hand. I don't know what's going to, what's going to come of him. I feel... Actually, I was going to say I feel sorry for him, but I don't. It was his own mistake. He shouldn't be stuffing around with that stuff when you're a pro athlete. Make your little kid do it. If he loses his fingers, who cares? Yeah. Make someone do it. Make your wife do it. It's just stupid. Um, they weren't exactly that impressive, Minnesota. They just beat up on a crap team. That's the bottom line. Giants are done. They should fire Coglin and, and re- reboot. Teddy still wasn't particularly impressive in a 49-point He made some – the stats don't show how well he played. He made some really good throws. The touchdown he threw to Rudolph, which was his only touchdown. Yeah, it was a good one. On a seam route with a safety over the top. He dropped that in perfectly. Good to see Kyle Rudolph getting going again as well. He's had a terrible injury run. Yeah, I st- as I said, I still don't think he was – he's still my concern as they go into the playoffs. When you rush for 250-odd yards, you're going to win a lot of games. Oh, 100%. Yep. Now, just to – Pull the curtain back a little bit. We are recording this, certainly, uh, a little early, earlier than we normally do. The late game, Cincinnati and Broncos is underway um, as we speak. It's nil-nil, um, but obviously we won't be touching on this game. So if you're sitting there going, oh, why didn't they talk about whatever happened in that game? Because it hasn't happened yet. Unfortunately, we do have lives and we can't record at the most convenient times always. Well, I have a life. Do you, Richie? Uh, a really small one. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to touch on the Pro Bowl, uh, who's on the team, and some snubs. We're going to take a look at the Pro Bowl and some Pro Bowl snubs. Uh James, it's a pretty much a cast of familiar characters in a lot of places here, especially the quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Russell Wilson are the quarterbacks selected. Yeah, and this is something I dislike about uh, Pro Bowl. You get selected on your name, not all, not always your season. One of the things they always talk about is you get elected in one year too late, yep. and you get to play one year too long. Yes, exactly. Look, do you want to just do the snubs as we go through the positions? Yeah, sure. Fire away. So my first snub was in the quarterback position. I had Blake Bortles should have been in Farron Rogers. You look at Blake Bortles' numbers, he has um, – I'll get the specifics up now. Computer just running a bit slow. He has a ton of yardage, a ton of – he's second or third in the league for touchdowns. He's having a really good year. He's a young quarterback. He has thrown a few picks, but – and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a bad player. He just hasn't been that good this year. 
Yeah, he's not, he hasn't been at a Pro Bowl caliber. The other thing people have to be aware of is the Pro Bowl is played the week before the Super Bowl. So for the teams who make the Super Bowl, if you're on these Pro Bowl rosters, you're certainly not playing in the Pro Bowl. So that and an alternate will come in. So often a lot of these snubs, it will get fixed and they will end up playing in the Pro Bowl because of unavailable players who are unavailable. And and people pull out of it as well because they don't want to do it. Um, so Blake Portal stats four thousand one hundred and eighty yards. 35 touchdowns. He has thrown 16 picks, which is, is a little high. But compared to Aaron Rodgers, who, I have to go all the way down, has 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 picks. Um, I just think the amount and the fact that Bortles plays in a much worse team than Green Bay, I think he should have been rewarded, that's all. Yep, turning to running backs. Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, Doug Martin, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, and Jonathan Stewart. A lot of these votes start coming in, obviously, during the season. Freeman's got in on his early form, surely. Yes, and that's who I have. Unfortunately, I've been missing out for Latavius Murray from Oakland. Had a really good year. He's had 1,000 yards. He's fourth in league. Hasn't been a big yardage season for running backs. Like Darren McFadden, I didn't even realize he's fifth in the NFL right now for yardage. He's had a pretty good season. But Latavius Murray's had a really good year on an offense that's finding its feet. He's great in pass protection. He's great receiving. I said 1,035 yards already with a game to go. Much better than Freeman, who has not even had a 1,000-yard season. Yep. Started hot, but that that's my opinion. Yeah, huge return uh, for Martin. Do you think he and Peterson would be the two starters? Yeah, because they do that little schoolyard pick thing. The yes. two of those would be the, the top two, I you think reckon? so. We should just touch. Doug Martin has had such a good season from a guy who really everyone thought would be gone. I thought he was done. As a yeah. Tampa fan? I thought that was it. This was his year. He was going to have maybe 600 yards rushing and he'd find himself out of a job. Yeah. And the only thing I thought, the only thing I think is when they pick the teams, I think McCoy will probably go first or second. I think AP will go first. But remember, Pro Bowl is not really a physical game. No. So you want an athletic guy like McCoy who can make guys miss because yeah. no one's really trying to tackle. Exactly. Let's take a quick look at fullbacks, Marcel Reese and Mike Tolbert. That's got to be about right, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's spot on. Marcel Reese is, he has, his statistics will never shock anyone. Well, fullback statistics never show because they don't show blocks. But he plays running back, tight end, slot receiver, fullback. He does every role on that team. He's the Swiss army knife of that team. He plays every special teams. Mike Tolbert, the fattest running back I've ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> Yet, maybe Eddie Lacy should take some tips. Tolbert finds a way to be effective. Absolutely. Wide receivers, Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, and Brandon Marshall. I only think they got one wrong there, and it's, it's a bit harsh. I think Calvin Johnson should miss out. And I think Alan Robinson should have got in. Yeah. He, uh, Calvin Johnson got his pick on name. Yep. As we said. He's not a bad player. Year. I'm not bad. Oh, him not at all. all. He's a superstar. He's a Hall of Famer. Alan Robinson is sixth in the league with just under 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, which leads the NFL for wide receivers, 28 plays of plus 20 yards. That's incredible. He's been he's had an amazing year. No fumbles. He's just an outstanding player. And he should have been rewarded as a young guy for what he's done this year. Yep, absolutely. Turning to tight ends, Tyler Eifert, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, and Greg Olson. Got a snub there for me? I certainly do. And people might get upset with me here. I want Tyler Eifert out, and I want Jordan Reed in. Jordan Reed, second for tight ends with 83 receptions. 907 yards, 11 touchdowns, which is tied with Rom Gronkowski for the lead. 13 plays of 20-plus yards. And you go all the way down and find Tyler Eifert. 
I'm still scrolling, people. 564 yards. He has had 12 touchdowns, which is the most for tight ends. For tight ends. But that's all he's done. He's just been a red zone threat. Jordan Reed's been both. I think the reason, and Eifert did a lot of that work with Andy Dalton. Yep. And Reed, I think, has had a better second half of the year than first half. He's had a great second half of the year. Either way, I think the best player should got in. And in saying that, Travis Kelsey, not not far missing off for Delaney Walker from... I didn't say it because Travis Kelsey's had a good year. But Delaney Walker, first in the league in receptions. Touchdowns probably hurt him only six. But 994 yards. Had a great year too. Yep. I'm not going to touch on the O-lineman because it's a bit boring and, and finding the right ones and who got snubbed and who didn't. Three Cowboys in there though. That's what I'll say. Good yep. O-line. Yeah, good for that. Oh, can I just say, Jason Peters, one of the worst O-linemen in the league this season, not in for his career. He's played terrible this year. His run blocking has been disgusting. He's been beaten consistently in pass protection in there on his name alone. Yeah, but guess, and, and you get a lot. At O-line, you get that, so exactly. yeah, it doesn't really matter. Switching over to defense, um, look, there's... Good defensive ends. There's some, <laughs> some really good players. Um, yeah, you've got... Khalil Mack was put in as a defensive end, which I was a little surprised at. He does play defensive end for the Raiders, technically, because they don't play a 3-4. So I think you don't have to be picked as a position you play either. Like There's middle, there's outside linebackers in a 4-3 that are playing inside linebacker in the Pro Bowl. So that's just the way it is, because outside linebackers are a lot of pass rushes there. I will say Michael Bennett from Seattle... First Pro Bowl he's ever made. That surprised, that surprised me. me too. I was actually quite surprised. There were a lot of um, Denver players selected, rewarding that you know number one defense in the league. Uh, I think just by straight numbers showing that. Yep. Um, Ezekiel Anzar, great to see him in for his first Pro Bowl. Second or third year, had a great year. Obviously, JJ Watt and Muhammad Wilkerson, also Chandler Jones from New England, has had a really under the radar season, which people should take more notice of. He's been fantastic. We'll jump over to defensive tackle, and I'm happy to say they did not get one wrong in this section. Geno Atkins has been fantastic. Calais Campbell has been awesome. Fletcher Cox from Philly has been as good as J.J. Watt this season. Aaron Donald, one of the best young D-tackles I've ever seen. Gerald McCoy and Kylan Short from Tampa Bay and Carolina, all been outstanding. They did not get one wrong there. It's been pretty pretty close. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. There's so much talent in those defensive fronts. So much interior, so like much that. interior, good interior linemen in the league now as well. Yeah, just jumping over, I'll, I'll, I'll skip linebackers because we don't have a heap of time today. I want to take a, a quick look at the, at the cornerbacks. Malcolm um, Butler. Malcolm Butler got selected. Chris Harris from Denver. Josh Norman from Carolina, who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Marcus Peters, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, Richard Sherman, and Akib Talib. Besides Butler, I, that's a And you know what? I actually right. looked at Butler and thought, who else could we bring in? They probably, if they'd put someone else in, you would have thought the same. He probably didn't deserve it. What annoys me is he was the most highly voted cornerback in. So way to go, New England fans. Um, let's quickly touch on the free safeties. Tyron Matthew, great to see him in. He obviously won't, won't play. play, so they've already selected his replacement in there. Um, you've got Reggie Nelson, Earl Thomas. Malcolm Jenkins, I had a little bit of a problem with. Has been okay this year. But not on a great defense. I think Rashad Jones from Miami Dolphins, and I will get his stats up because they're absolutely incredible how good a year he's had. One of the biggest snubs I've seen in a long time. While you find it, I'm going to quickly touch on strong safety. Charles yeah. Woodson is selected yeah. again. And you know what? People can say it's not name. He's had a great year. Absolutely. But the one I'm most excited about is Eric Berry. 
Yeah, Good congratulations on for making it. He got over obviously a serious injury. Uh, sorry, a serious illness in, in cancer. He's your comeback player of the year by absolute streets. I'm really because really he, he didn't miss him. out on a season for bashing up his kid or his wife. Exactly, he missed out on it because he had a, a really horrible disease. Good on him. I'll just say, Rashad Jones, 131 tackles, two sacks, five interceptions, two of them which went for touchdowns, and three fumble recoveries. Yeah, he's, he's had a really good year. Are you kidding me? Can I just say one more snub before we Go. move on? Sean Lee from the Cowboys. Another guy who, if it wasn't for Barry having cancer and missing a season, he would become a player of the year. 128 tackles, interception, two and a half sacks. And if you watch him play, he does everything for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's all over the field. He yeah. is is their best I would have had player. him out and had taken Clay Matthews out, who hasn't had – he's had a good year because he's got long hair and he does dickhead things. And he gets noticed. Yeah. Re- really fast one. Touch on the punters. Both the Australians missed out, unfortunately. The punters selected um, Johnny Heckler at, at St. Louis. And I uh, see this, I think. Baltimore weren't very good. So they so, punted a lot. Yes, they punted a lot. Can we just say Johnny Hecker, did you see him yesterday against Seattle – Knock over yep. Cliff Averill. And then Cliff Averill then came for revenge. in fear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, know, I know you're a punter, but if you're going to puss out like that, get out of the NFL. Um, really wrapped. Stephen Goskowski from New England, the kicker, and Dan Bailey from Dallas. By far the two best kickers in the NFL. 100% got that right. Dan Bailey. I know I'm a homer. Dan Bailey has had an awesome year. Only missed two field goals for the whole season, and both of them were blocked. So, really impressive. We'll run out. Special teamers who are important, and I like that they get rewarded by getting a spot in the Pro Bowl. Justin Bethel from Arizona and Matthew Slater from New England, who has done a lot of good things this year, including kicking it to the Jets in <laughs> overtime. Uh, Darren Sproles from Philadelphia and Tyler Lockett with a returner. Sproles are still going. Good yeah, for him. He's had a good season. Look, the Pro Bowl, I like what they've done with it. They've put it in the bye week. They've brought it ahead of the Super Bowl, which I think is the right decision. I know it's not a real game. I don't know your personal opinion on it, James, but I like to have a look it's at it. It's fun. It's fun. That's what it's meant to be. Do you remember be. the year all the Seattle, when they first, all the Seattle players first made the yeah, Pro the Bowl? Yeah, the Legion of Boomers. And they in. came in and just absolutely started nailing guys. That was great. I hope they do it again. But yeah, I, lo- I love watching the Pro Bowl. And then the way they do it now, getting, I think it's Irvin and Carter this year. Is no, it? no, no. Uh, uh, it's Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice. And Jerry Rice this year. They pick like a... Schoolyard pick. Yeah, schoolyard pick. They start with the non-skilled player, players, offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Then the next day they do skilled players, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's great. It's good fun. Yeah. Now what we're going to do this week, uh, unfortunately we are going to skip over Chris's betting corner. The reason we're going to do that is because there is still a game going and Denver leads 7-0. Um, if give you an idea of what time we're recording this. Too many quarterbacks aren't set. The, the boards aren't set. What we're going to do, we'll do our picks. We'll have them for the, for next week so we can recap it. Um, but there's not much point doing the betting corner this early in the week. It's all timing, holiday period, us going on air, um, on the normal SCN air. So what we're going to do now is look ahead to next week's games. It's going to be the final week of the season. We're going to take a look at the best matchups of next week. Lots of games with playoff implications in the final week of the season. Sometimes it's happened, sometimes it doesn't. There's quite a few that will. One of the ones that do is the Jets at Bills. Jets win, they're in. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. They need to get the job done. However, which you laughed at me a couple of times last week, Richard, it is a division game, and you never know how they're going to go. 
However, mm. with the season on the line, <laughs> don't you yawn at me. I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> no, I think, think the Jets will get the job done. Bills don't have anything to play for. No, and you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they just got nothing to play for. It's been a year that they probably want to forget. The D wasn't what we expected it to be. They started well. I had them penciled in the league. <clears throat> yep, I had them penciled in for a wild card. It's obviously not going to happen. Um, I really think the Jets are going to win, and they're going to come into the playoffs all kinds of hot. And the Jets are really consistent. They've got the eighth-ranked offense, sixth-ranked defense. You have two. So you have both sides of the ball in the top ten. You're a very good team. So yep. congratulations on the Jets. They they rebuilt it in the offseason, brought in a coach that's really got everyone up and going. I'm, I'm really happy for them. Yep, me too. Moving over, Patriots are going to Dolphins. Once again, Dolphins have nothing to play for. Um Patriots just want to right the ship, I'd imagine. Yeah, look, they'll go in and absolutely kick the living crap out of the Dolphins. Number four offense and number seven defense, as we just discussed. If you're two, if you've got two, so both sides of the ball in the top ten, you're a good football team. They will annihilate the Dolphins, no chance. Now the Baltimore Ravens are going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, we don't know how the current the game that's going right now is going to wash out, um, but I. I mean, the Ravens have been up and about and got over the Steelers, but... Can we just talk Ravens for one second? Sure. All the players they're missing. You're not far off on Harbour being coach of the year. I'm telling you. They're the number 14th ranked offense and the 11th ranked defense. And they've lost a lot of games by less than sort of four points. And they have no players. Yeah. They haven't had their quarterback for half the year. Yeah. I I think that's outstanding. Real quick, I'm going way off topic. For coach of the year... If Carolina do lose this last game, it's it's and and it's Arians. Bruce Arians and the Cardinals it's win, Arians. is it Arians? I think Arians should get it. Yeah, I do too. Oh, they, uh, Carolina weren't supposed to be good. I'm not yeah, sure. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers go to the Cleveland Browns. Will the Steelers squeak into the playoffs? No, because the Jets will win. So I don't think they will. I think they'll win this game. But man, I'd love to see Johnny ruin the Pittsburgh Steelers season. Because um, they will be playing, what time's their kickoff? I'm just trying to find that. It's got to be a 1pm one, It's game. a 1pm. So they're playing the same time as the Jets. So you, you'll know. You, you won't know. I would love to see the Brown, Johnny just beat beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and knock their season off. As because I said, they're a bit unbearable, the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers fans. Watching, watching Browns games... It's all kinds of fun. It's not necessarily good, it's but it is fun. It's you great fun. Johnny. Now, I'm going to combine the next two into one. The Jags are at the Texans. The Titans are at the Colts. NFC, sorry, AFC South. Who's getting it? Here's how it's going to go down, Ricardo. Okay. The Colts are going to get beaten by the Titans, and Houston are going to lose to the Jaguars. They're both going to lose. Houston will go through. <laughs> <laughs> no, with all honesty, Jaguar, um, Houston should kill the Jaguars. Jaguars, as we love to say, are all kinds of frisky this season. Got a lot, a big future for them. But the number three defense in Houston, they'll probably get Brian Hoyer back. I think they'll roll. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Can we just say, if Houston make the playoffs, pretty good effort. They lost Arian Foster early in the season, who's their best defensive player. Been through five quarters, six quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know... Andre Hopkins has emerged. They lost Andre Johnson last year, or they let him go, but you lose a player like that, you don't expect to find Hopkins straight away. So really, really, really happy for Houston. Yep, I'm jumping the next one you got on the rundown because I want to come back to it. The Chargers are at Broncos. Got to give the Broncos the win there. And obviously we don't know how this game that's going right now is going Let's to turn out. Let's just say out. I think they'll need it next week. 
Because yeah. Kansas City, if Denver loses today and Kansas City and Kansas City have already won, Kansas City will jump Denver and take the division. So which means if the Chiefs win next week against the Raiders, they could win the division and Denver could be the wild card. Not many teams that start nine and zero don't win the division. No, very very true. Now I want to put the next two together. These two are the matches of the round: Seahawks at Cardinals and then Vikings at Packers. Both games. Really, really good. We thought that Seahawks and Cardinals would be to decide the division Which because now, we thought Seattle would yeah. win. However, Seahawks need to win to get the fifth seed because if Minnesota... So it's all going to come down. Do they want to go to Washington or do they want to go to Green Bay or Minnesota? Huge ramifications. I think the Cardinals might rest a few players, personally. They you will reckon? play. Well they, well, they will play after Carolina. So the Carolina at the same time. See, if, if Carolina win... It doesn't matter what the Cardinals do. Yeah. They will finish second seed. So they, they might decide to rest a Carson Palmer because if you lose Carson Palmer, we saw what happened last year. Oh, they, season they over. Are Season's over. Done. So that's what could happen there. I'm not saying it will, but it could. Vikings Cardinal sorry, Vikings Packers. Whoever wins wins the division. Most I wish Seattle had won against the Rams. Because then you could say Seattle are locked in for the fifth seed. But now if the Cardinals win Seattle won't finish fifth. So technically, if Seattle lose that game, which Green Bay Packers and Vikings will know, Cardinals win, they'll be playing whoever wins will be fifth seed. Sorry, whoever loses will be fifth seed. Whoever wins will be um, the division winner. Huge game. They could potentially play each other two weeks in a row, though, which is cool. Yeah, and you get a little bit of that happening. Um, it does happen from time to time. Who do you think will win that game? Uh, I've, got, I've got Minnesota. I... I'm back in them in the The reason I think Minnesota is because, and I'm sure it's the same reason that you think, the Vikings were absolutely outstanding last week and the Packers looked awful. It's the most recent thing in our memory, so we think that that's going to carry on. Yeah, exactly. So I think the Vikings will win, but last time this happened, Vikings were hot. Packers destroyed them. So who knows? It'll be As a good game. Said, it's a divisional game. Got to get going. Divisional game that can go anyway. Twenty fourth offense and nineteenth defense of I'd Green Bay. L- I'd it's love disgusting. to know. We're a long way in advance of this game. I'd love to know what the weather's going to be because that time of year in Lambeau, it can be really cold. It could be snowy. I mean, did you see how cold it was in last night's game against the Vikings and the Giants? Yeah, and obviously no Monday night game for the last week of the season because they want everyone to have the same rest. All the games will be on Sunday. So this is the Sunday night game. Pretty good yeah, game to and finish you, on. And you see the playoff um, the playoff schedule will get picked after those four as, 30 as, games as get finished. Yeah. And the networks will all sit around and they pick it like a lottery. Yep. You go first and I go, then you go um, to see which game will be where. And very quickly we'll get that schedule. So there'll be Saturday games. In the first round of the playoffs, and there's Sunday games, so we get them on Sunday, which is great, and then the rest will be um, on that Monday morning. Yeah, exactly. So, really exciting times coming for NFL fans. As brings us to the end of the show, Cincinnati still leads 7-0 against Denver. There's about a minute to go in the first quarter. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. Help him out. He's got no followers. You can follow me at Richard03. I've got no followers either. Until next week, for James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. 
To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.